there and welcome to the Little Yarrow podcast. My name is Kate. I'm a naturopath and postpartum doula here to share with you ancient wisdom for modern mothers. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm really excited um, to have Kimberly here. Kimberly is a fertility acupuncturist and herbalist. Would you like to say hello? Hi. Hi, Kate. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to talk to you because I really love everything that you talk about, Kimberly. And I'm really excited today to, to particularly talk about, well, it's a question really, is is your womb too cold? So before we dive into this very interesting topic, would you like mm-hmm. to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So I am a doctor of Chinese medicine, um, like you said, fertility acupuncturist and herbalist specializing in fertility and also a reproductive health massage therapist. Um, I've been in the healthcare industry for about 15 years and primarily now just focus solely on mothers in the making, as I call them, Um, women who and people who are on the path to motherhood and maybe finding conception a little bit harder than they realised. And I find that acupuncture, herbal medicine and womb massage are three wonderful things Mm. that can really help women on the path. Yeah, amazing. And so talking about today's topic, how do you often see this issue of a cold womb or a cold uterus play into, um, you know, the the motherhood journey? Mm, It's a good question and it's actually more often than you might think. Uh, On the treatment table, you can tell if someone has a cold womb primarily from just touching the belly. Like Mm. if you you know, if women are thinking, is my womb cold? A simple thing you can do is place your hands on your womb, on your lower abdomen, and just feel around and just see if your skin and your flesh feels cold. If it does, it likely means that the cold has seeped in there at some stage. Um, The ways that cold can enter the womb, there's like a few different ways it can enter. So in Chinese medicine, we have something called evil chi. Um, (laughs) it It sounds a bit weird, but um, it's from the elements. So in okay. Chinese medicine, we really focus on elements. So cold, wind, damp, hot, etc. And cold can actually directly enter the womb through the flesh. So if you, whenever I see women wearing crop tops, even in summer, yeah, a slight breeze, like the cold and the wind is directly entering your stomach and womb. If you wear those kind of clothes, mm. um, it can also enter from the feet. So. The sole of the foot has the start of the kidney channel. So there's an acupuncture point called kidney one, and it's the start of the kidney channel, and the kidney directly relates to fertility in Chinese medicine. If we don't have warm, strong kidneys, then fertility can be a little bit tricky. So cold can enter if you walk with bare feet on cold surfaces. Um, All of my patients are wearing socks, Mm. even when it's warm. Um, (laughs) It's definitely a way you can enter. And also through things like there's, you know, the, the Wim Hof method of like ice baths and cold water yeah. that's coming in now. Which is so popular at the moment, isn't it? It is. And again, I, like no judgment, but I do cringe when I think, you know, people are trying to conceive and that's yeah. ice and cold directly pouring into the womb, which we really don't need um, when we're trying to have our beautiful babies. Yeah. Okay. And what about diet as well? Can diet yeah. create coldness in the womb? Absolutely. So lifestyle is a big part of, you know, what we understand to inform health and food and drink. So in Chinese medicine, we're big on having warming, nourishing foods. Things like, you know, cold salads, smoothies, ice cream can be really like pouring cold into the body. 
And even, for example, you know when sometimes you just you wake up and you have a cold glass of water, mm. it feels like, you know, you might get a tummy ache straight after, it might feel really hard going down. And I have a saying, like, it's like pouring concrete into your body because cold is, by its nature, constricting, yeah. restricting, and it makes you, your tummy you just cramp up and it doesn't allow things to flow. So definitely food and beverage as well. And also in Chinese medicine, everything has an elemental nature and a thermal nature. So antibiotics is one of the coldest things mm. you can put into our bodies. Yeah, very cold. So if you've, ever, yeah, if you've ever had a course of antibiotics, even when you were a baby, um, up until, you know, childhood, adulthood, it, it literally is pouring cold into the body, um, which can, you know, lodge in the womb. Yeah. Okay. Another thing too, um, people overlook this one, is surgeries and procedures yeah. can have cold directly entering. So if you think of surgery, these are cold metal instruments and cold sterile air that your body is and your flesh and your pressure cells are open to when you have a surgery or procedure. So a lot of women in my practice are having laparoscopies, which obviously is necessary. Yeah. Egg collections, um, all of these things can open us up directly our wounds to cold entering. And would that also, um, I'm assuming this would also apply to women who have had a um, cesarean section birth and then maybe yeah. they're having difficulty conceiving like a subsequent child? Yeah, absolutely. It's a really good point, Kate, because you know, that is major surgery right in the abdomen, right, you know, near the womb. Mm. Um, and that can definitely um, affect possible, possible second conception and second pregnancy. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So what other kind of signs and symptoms would someone notice if they did have excess cold in the womb? Out for particularly in clinic, um, some hallmark signs of cold in the womb are painful periods, yeah, irregular or missing periods, mm -hmm. and because the way the cold works, it's like concrete, right? So cold it constricts and contracts and stagnates and blocks. So in Chinese medicine, warm, rich, nourished, moving blood is essential to healthy periods and fertility. So if you are experiencing the opposite, which is painful periods, a lot of clots in your period blood irregular missing periods, it could mean that cold is stagnating and blocking uh, like really important channels in the womb. Yeah. Fertility challenges, also a big one for potential cold in the womb and even things like early pregnancy loss could be caused by cold in the womb. Mm. Mm. So, so it affects in so many ways really, doesn't it? Like not just fertility, like not just trying to get pregnant but just general women's hormones and their monthly menstrual cycle. Absolutely. In Chinese medicine, we have um, a saying, the womb is called zugung. And zugung, the translation is child's palace. So even if you don't want to have a child or that's not on your radar, it really, it, the ancient sages knew that it was such a precious area of the body that we need to keep as a priority, really warm, secure, nourished, like a toasty oven. That's a perfect home for a growing baby. Mm, okay. Mm. So if someone feels that perhaps, you know, they have a lot of these signs and symptoms and they possibly may have um, excess cold in the womb, what could they start to, to do to, to relieve this excess cold? Yeah, so there's some really key takeaways that people can start straight away in their lives that can help to start to ease some of this cold. Um, some of these things are something as easy as wearing socks. So yeah. wear socks walking around the house. Wear socks when you go outside, wear socks to bed. 
You could do things like um, foot soaks. So you could put in some lavender, some magnesium, salts, and just have a beautiful foot soak once a week, which could really help to nourish your kidney channel. Um, things like we're dressing appropriately, wearing appropriate layers. I'm in Melbourne. I think you're in New South Wales. It's cold yeah. in both states um, <laughs> down in Australia. So at the moment, we're in the thick of winter. So if you're walking around inappropriately dressed and you have cold entering through your body, that's something easily you can fix by wearing more layers, beanies, gloves, scarves, all of it. Yeah. Um, and then some more kind of working with a practitioner, acupuncture is a wonderful way of moving chi in, in the body and helping cold to exit. Because when you have cold in your body, we have to first get rid of it and expel it before we can pour warmth in there. Otherwise, nothing really happens. So a great way to do that is acupuncture. Uh, moxibustion is a Chinese medicinal herbal therapy. It uses the herb called mugwort, and we can use it in a, diff in a variety of ways. We can apply the moxa mugwort directly to the skin and pour warmth in through that way, applying it to your womb, to your belly. We can hold like a beautiful magic wand, which is a, a mugwort stick near your flesh and warm the womb that way. Um, another great thing you could do is herbal medicine too to get rid of the cold and pour warmth in. And also womb massage is wonderful. So the nature of massage is just to circulate blood and chi and get things moving. So that can really help warm up tissue, warm up the fascia and help warmth just flow through the womb. Yeah, that's amazing. And have you seen a lot of improvement with your clients that once you've implemented a lot of these tools and they've been able to implement their own changes at home have you noticed does it take long to really show an improvement in a lot of the things like the pain and the congestion and you know maybe things mm. like fertility issues and things like that yeah and you know as a practitioner yourself Kate you'll know every it's case by case scenario every patient's different some patients really show improvements within a month so if they're very diligent with their home care mm. their self-care they will, you know, from period to period, one month to the next, there, there should really be improvement in signs and symptoms. And on the treatment table, I can definitely feel when flesh is warming up. So yeah. for one person, that could be a month. For another person, that could be three months. It really depends. And it depends how much cold has been in the womb and for how long and how deeply it's lodged in the cells. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you should, you know, if you're really diligent, you, you can notice changes quite quickly. And does there seem to be any, have you noticed a relationship between, say, women who have a history of um, painful periods due to endometriosis and they a tendency to have more of this cold or is it not always necessarily connected? Yeah, I do see a correlation. Um, endometriosis is, is definitely one of the presentations that is linked to cold in the womb. And again, it's because when blood stagnates due to cold, it can cause, you know, adhesions and clots and pain and that kind of thing. So I certainly see a history of endometriosis or presenting with endometriosis linked to cold. And then as a practitioner, we go into, you know, your past and what's led you up to this point. So we really dive into lifestyle, nutrition, and often the case is there's cold practices that have been yeah. in recent history. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. And what about, so do you have any specific herbs that you would use to help with warming up the womb? Yeah, well, it really is about blood. So in Chinese medicine, the mugwort moxa is my number one favorite. So there's a mm. saying in medicine, when you apply moxa, it pours hot chi into all 12 channels. And there's not many herbs that can do that in one. Yeah. So that's my gold standard. Every woman 
working with me usually receive some kind of moxa um, and some other really great blood nourishing, tonifying, warming um, herbs is dungway. That's a wonderful one as well. Um, yeah, that would be my top two, I would say. Okay. What about mm. ginger? Do you use ginger much or cinnamon for the warming? Yeah, really good ones too. So in Chinese medicine, they are part of our herbal um you know, range, and that could be as easy as adding, you know, fresh ginger, which we call shengjiang in Chinese medicine, and uh, cinnamon to, topically to food. You can just sprinkle it on. You can have warm water with fresh slices of ginger in the morning. Um, so, yeah, good reminder. Those two are a wonderful addition as well mm. and easy to access. Yeah. Okay. And what about postpartum? Is there a tendency for women to have um, more, like even if they haven't had surgeries, but just the process of birth? Can that also cause um, cold in the womb? Yeah, it can. And that's a really good point, Kate, because even if there hasn't been surgeries or procedures, if you've lost blood during birth, the birthing process, like a lot of people do, mm. that can actually, you know, your blood warms you. We're losing like the heat through the yes. blood. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. And when, we're, when our channels are open, when we're birthing, we are wide open, like literally yeah. energetically, figuratively. And any cold lurking like if you're birthing in a hospital you could have cold entering that way so yeah, yeah definitely postnatally um but can women find often that they might have more painful crampy periods when they get their cycle back postpartum yeah and that that could be definitely one of the the reasons and um also there's other like factors as well but one of them could certainly be cold you know having entered or hovering around or even things like not getting obviously as a as a, you know in postpartum your sleep you're not getting enough sleep but even yeah. not getting enough sleep doesn't give your your body a chance to build blood and then again we're blood deficient which is linked to cold so certainly yeah. yes yeah yeah so interesting i think a lot of people listening will probably relate to a lot of these symptoms and i think it's um yeah, really, it's a, something that people probably don't really think about. Like maybe mm. a lot of my symptoms are due to coldness in the womb. It's not really a, you know, it's more of an Eastern kind of view. So, mm. yeah, thank you so much for sharing. Do you have anything else you want to add? Um, probably the only thing would be if you are wondering if you have cold in the womb, like along with all the signs and symptoms we talked about, the simple takeaway things you can do is just touch your lower back your belly, your womb, and your glutes and see if yeah. it's cold to touch. It's a good indicator. Yeah. And also a second takeaway would be, do you find it hard to warm up? So I used to find it very hard to warm up. No matter what I did, how many layers, I would just always be cold. Um, and from years of these kind of practices, I've warmed myself up from the inside out. So mm. if you find it really hard to warm up, then that is a really good sign. You have cold and your engines are, are cooled. So we need to warm up and rev up your internal engines to get you beautiful, healthy, fertile and lush, ready for your babies coming in. Yeah. And would you say as well, particularly during your period that you should be wearing socks and having like, um, you know, having um, like warm, nourishing foods and warm teas as opposed to having these constricting cold mm. foods? Definitely during the period, but also throughout the whole cycle. Like it really is important to, to stay warm. And it's also seasonal. If you're living in a very hot climate, you have a bit more room to move with having like a cool drink every now and then. But if you're eating like cold beverages and cold salads, smoothies, ice cream, ice all day, even if you're in a hot climate, you will still have cold entering. So it's important yeah. throughout the whole cycle. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. So fascinating. Could you share your social media and your website so people can find you and learn more? 
Yeah, sure. So my website's currently under construction. So um, hopefully by the time this goes to air, we can share it then. But my Instagram is the best way to find my work. And it's underscore Kimberly Peters, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y Peters. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Kate. Yeah, I hope everyone um, starts thinking about this and checks it out and also go and check out Kimberly's work because she has such amazing work and I really enjoy following you and learning from you. So thank you, Kimberly. Thanks, Kate, and to all your beautiful listeners too. Thank you. Bye. Bye.